Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. Everything. And, uh, you know, when we start to think about how we will spend eternity and how it all works, it gets interesting. And last week we looked at heaven and hell, which was all good. And, but when we stop living with a perspective, you know, of the, like just 70, 80 years, when we shift our perspective and think in the terms of eternity, everything changes, eh? I know for myself over the last few weeks as I've been, you know, preparing this and looking at it, things shift in your head of how you perceive and how you operate, how you make decisions when you adopt an eternal perspective. And, uh, we, you know, we'll endure things which we never thought we could endure, and we start making decisions differently. C.S. Lewis, the, you know, the great writer, the Narnia Chronicles and all that great Christian thinker, he said this, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were precisely those who thought most of the next. And as since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world, that they have become so ineffective in this. It's so true that when we forget, you know, when we just live for the here and now and everything which is here, we miss Everything which God has for us. See, God, God is a rewarder. You know, in Hebrews 11, verse he's God is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. God, his heart for you and his love for you, he wants to give you the best. He's a rewarder. You know, it even says in the Bible that even if you give like a, a cup of cold water in the name of the Lord, that there is a reward. How cool is that? So all you have to do, you know, just get on the hospitality team, hand out some water or some coffee. It's even better. I mean, there's a great reward for coffee, a greater reward, but there, there's a reward just, just for doing that. There's the blessing attached to it. In 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 to 25, it says this, run, run in such a way to get a prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we get it to get a crown that will last forever. There's rewards that will last forever. It's, it's eternity. Things that will last. And, and we run, you know, if you go to a prize giving, if you go to a, an award ceremony and, you know, you get hand out these, I don't know, Golden Globes or certificates or citizenship awards or whatever thing, you, you know, end of year school prizes, whatever, you, there's different prizes and things which you get. When we get to heaven, there's going to be the ultimate reward ceremony where you get, you know, the prizes. You know, I don't know, God opens up his cabinet with all his prizes and trophies and everything like crowns, gold. Said, Who's excited about that? Then when we get there, there's these things for us. We get what is due. And and everyone at that point, we get to account for our lives. And, you know, we usually think, like, Judgment Day. You know, oh, man, Judgment Day. It kind of puts fear in us, doesn't it? But the brilliant thing about the Judgment Day as a Christian is not judgment for your sin. The brilliant thing is that when you ask Jesus Christ into your life, that your sin is washed away. It's further from the east from the west, so God doesn't remember it anymore. Who's thankful for that? So you're not sitting out there, oh man, whoa, man, well, I did that stupid thing when I was, you know, 12 or whatever, or, you know, I, or 20 or 50, or right through your life, all those stupid things that you did, you know. God's not counting those against you, but there's rewards for the, for the good things that you have done. It's prize giving day, and we get rewarded for that. You know, there's a race and there is a prize, but you know, how do we win? You know, what are the rules or engagement around this race? You know, because worldly wisdom, people might have seen the bumper sticker that he who dies with the most toys wins. You know, if it's, it's just like accumulate the most toys, another part of that, he who dies with the most toys also dies. 
which is true. You know, you can have the most toys on this planet, but it all comes to an end at some point. Except it doesn't. There's eternity. You know, God says, or Jesus said, he said, hey, store up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust and thief can't get there. And that's what this reward thing looks at. So this key scripture for this morning is, uh, we're going to look at a bit of scripture today. Are you good for that? It'll come up there and you can read it and uh, we'll comment on a little bit. It says, but by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than that one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Any, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be thrown for will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. So when we're talking about the day, it's talking about judgment day. Is Paul when he's writing to the Corinthians there? Will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it, if it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though one, only as one escaping through the flames. So here we are, Judgment Day. Okay, and it's like you present all the things that you've done, good or bad, whatever, it comes before, and it's, some of the stuff is like gold, silver, precious jewels, and other stuff is uh, like wood, hand, stubble. And, and it goes, and God kind of breathes on it, and it burns up, and what do you have left? is kind of the, the good stuff. It gets tested by fire. And so it says in, the, in that last bit that, it's, that you get saved, but it's just going through the flame. And, and that, hang on, let me find that verse, what it says there. Even though only is one escaping through the flames. So this, you know, some people, I reckon, are just going to scrape into heaven. They just get, oh man, and just like skid in at the last minute. You know, like, you know, you're talking about your dad. You know, and the last minute, and I, and I love what Ian McCormick said when he was here a couple of weeks ago, that, you know, God, his love for people is that none should perish, and that time slows down at that point so that people would find God, even in those last moments. And he was also saying that, you know, that the hearing is the, is the last thing to go for people. So it's that the contention that God would love people so much that he'd make a way for them to get him. I think we're going to be surprised who actually gets into heaven. You know, that he allows and, and, and he makes a way for us. But I think there'll be people who like, they, they're just scraping in, you know, with the, with the flames looking at them. Man, I made it to heaven. But they don't get the, get the, the full reward. It gets kind of burnt up there at that point. So how do we build so that we have that, you know, gold, silver, costly stones, rather than what we're doing is just ends up wood, hay and stubble. So I'm going to give you four things this morning which kind of determine and uh, my kind of understanding of it. So the first one I've got here is, is basically it's based on what are our motives? Okay, why do we do what we do? In 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5 it says, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. So before the judgment day, don't judge because you don't know what's in people's hearts. You're going to understand what's in there. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light that which is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive the praise from God. So at that time, so our motives. In Hebrews 4, verse 12 and 13, it says, For the word of God is living and active, like a sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom he must give it an account. So again, it's this idea 
That only God knows what's going on in people's hearts. You know, who knows what's going on? You know, sometimes, like I know for myself, you're standing in church, and you can look so spiritual, right? You can, you know, I do. <laughs> pretend, pretend. <laughs> you know, and you can stand there, but let's be honest, you know, half the time we're thinking about lunch, or we're thinking about, you know, what we're, what we're supposed to be doing tomorrow, or everything like that. And, and, you know, or you can have a worship leader, you know, and they may like they might sound brilliant, they might sound beautiful and everything, but is there heart in it? Or that you might have a worship leader or a singer, or my voice, and sound absolutely trash and they sound terrible. But if the heart is right before God, God hears that. Who's kind of thankful about that? You know, we can't just about of the heart. You know, in Matthew chapter 6, in the Sermon of the Mount, where Jesus is speaking, the famous Sermon of the Mount, he talks about those who, he says, be careful, this is verse 2 to 4, he says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. See, it, it, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're like the religious people of the day. You know, they would go around and, and you know, they would announce, I'm, you know, giving my offering and do a dance or whatever, I don't know, and, and, and just to look good and trying to appear good. And Jesus said, oh, man, you got your reward on earth. And it, says, it goes on, it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, hypocrites, for they love to pray, whoever they are, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to the Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So again, don't just do everything just to look good. We can easily look good. You know, we live in a, in a selfie culture, don't we? You know, we're... Um, this is me, I don't know, doing something on Facebook or whatever, you know, trying to, trying to look good, trying to impress others. I think it's so much important, rather than trying to look good, we actually do good. We actually do what God has called us to do. You know, and, and don't, don't, we, don't, we don't know what is in the hearts of, of people. Leave it up to God. Leave it up to God. Leave it up to Him. I've seen some people do things get things horribly wrong but I know that their heart's in the right place and other people you know the other way around I'll leave it to God we don't we don't really know what's going on there second thing I've got in here is and is obedience are we actually doing what God has called us to do what has God actually called us to do and asked us to do and are we actually doing it you know to seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, and Samuel says, to obey is better than sacrifice. Because again, I think so often on this planet, we can get caught up running around and doing a whole lot of different things. But what has God actually spoken to us to actually do? And that doesn't mean that everybody should be, you know, I don't know, pastors or ministers or anything like that. But what has God called you to do? Whether that's, you know, being a construction and building or a mom or nursing or you know all the thousands of different things which people do on this planet to do it with all our might and our strength what has God actually called us to do and to do that and to fulfill his purposes around it in Matthew 21 verse 28 to 30 there's Jesus tells this little parable of two sons he says what do you think 
there was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. Sounds like my kids sometimes. And, uh, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said to the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? And again, it's this question of you know, God is going to judge us according to what we are called to do. And I think that calls us to seek God's will for your life. That would stop and go, hey, God, what have you actually asked me to do? What have you called me to do? What is my purpose on this planet? You know, I've got these 70, 80 years to do something here. Let's make sure that we're actually following what he has called us to do. Don't try to be somebody else. You know, so often we think, oh man, that looks cool what they're doing. I'd love to do what they're doing. Or, or try and be somebody else. No, no, God's placed, he's, he's placed unique giftings, callings, purposes. The way you, he's wired you and put you together. You know, so often we look at other people, oh man, only, if only, if only I could be different. No, 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 he's, he's created you. He, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He's made you exactly with the giftings, the purposes, the purpose, how you're supposed to be. Somebody's going, oh, God, if only, if only this were, if only that. No, 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 no. Seek his will. Find out what he's got for you to do. Next thing oh, we've got here, number three, our ability to endure trials. Who's happy about this one? <laughs> trials. Man. James 1 verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. You know, that ability to go through. And, you know, when James was writing this, when Paul was writing these scriptures, we've got to understand the church at that time was under crazy persecution. You know, they were burning Christians at the stake and at the Colosseum and feeding them to lions, all, all that, that stuff. Matthew 5, verse 11 to 12 says this, Blessed are you when people insult you, hallelujah, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. Amen? There's a reward in heaven for you to endure. Endure. That we'd have this thing where, man, I'm looking forward to eternity. There's reward. God's got rewards for us. You know, we can endure some of the things which are thrown at us on this planet and some of the things we don't understand. You know, let's be honest. There's some of the things which happen on this planet which we don't understand. You're going, God, what the heck? You know, how come this how, how come this person? How come this person who loves God? How come, you know, dirty old cancer? How come, you know, how come this? How come when things happen? And our ability to endure. How can we do it? There's a heavenly reward that lasts for eternity. You know, when we go back to our little rope illustration we had a few years with, you know, that little bit there determines what happens way along there at the end of, end of that. The fourth thing we've got here is our stewardship. Is our stewardship. What we do with what God has given us, our time, our money, our talents, the gospel message. You know, store up your treasures in heaven where rust and moths thieves cannot get them. You know, there's this little, that parable of the talents where there's these, Jesus tells this little story where he gives one of the servants five talents of gold, one, two, and one, one. 
and they go off and do different things. The f guy with five talents, he goes, righto, I'm into this. He takes the five talents and he doubles it. And he comes back and I say, look, I doubled it. And he's, God's going, hey, you know, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And there's reward. And then the second guy, with two talents, he does the same. And he doubles his talents, and it's, it's all good. Then the, the third guy, he turns up, and he's given one talent, and he's going, oh, man, one talent, that's rubbish. How come I only got one talent? You know, what am I going to do with that? And he goes, man, I'm just going to bury it in the ground. So he puts it in the ground and, and just leaves it there. You know, when the, when the master comes back, he said, oh, okay, what, how'd you go? He said, oh, man, I, I knew you were kind of harsh and everything. And I, I don't know. And he digs up his one talent and gives it to him. And, and the, the master said, no, 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 that's, that's not how, how it works. Do something with what you've been given. You know, multiply, use your gifts and talents. And, and then he takes the one and he gives it to the guy who has ten. And it's kind of like, ah, okay, there's reward there. Don't waste what God has given you on this time. Don't spend your entire 70, 80 years, I don't know, on Facebook or on, uh, <laughs> do something. Do something for God. Can I encourage you? Can I encourage you? Make a determination that what you have on this life, the time that you have, the gifts, the callings, the finances, the energy which God has given you, that you do something which will last for eternity. You will do something which, which changes life for eternity, that you would carry this gospel message. You think, you know, why do we turn up to church, you know, every week and come here and do this? Because eternity matters. You know, this is, this is the important stuff which we're talking about here. This is the stuff which lasts forever. One of the things as I've been reading through the stuff is this little thing which keeps cropping up in Scripture, that the first will be last and the last will be first. And I've been thinking about this, you know, because I know on this planet, living in New Zealand, we're the first. You know, God has blessed us absolutely incredibly. And, and, and I kind of looked where this passage was and what it was in context of. And it comes straight after this little um, interaction with this guy who's a rich young ruler. There's this guy who turns up uh, to Jesus and he said, look, you know, what, what must I do to follow you to be, to be saved? And, and Jesus said, hey, look, you know, follow my commands and do this and that. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm doing that. It's, it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm done that stuff. And then he says, he says, teacher, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? And he says, all these I have kept. The young man said, what do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. And when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. And, and then Jesus is later on, he's, he's talking to his disciples straight after this. And he says, look, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And, and then Peter, he says this, he says, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? And I love what Jesus replies here. He says, Jesus said to them, truly I tell you at the renewal of all things. So in eternity, when all things become new, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Come on, there's reward. God's a good God who wants to reward. Okay? 
You're not, not missing out. God, he has an amazing way, I believe, to repay and bless. That's his heart. He's a good father who loves you so much. I reckon there's going to be so many surprises in heaven because heaven's value system is different from the earth's value system. He says there after that, he says this, but many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. Okay? And, and I don't let us get caught up just on this world's way of ranking things because I think we could get it horribly wrong and miss the message of the gospel and the message which God has for us around this whole thing. You know, and in conclusion this morning, you know, when we get to that day, when we get to that day, my heart is that we will hear you know, that well done, good and faithful servant. You know, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. How good with that, you know? What, what are those few things which God has given you? That would be good and faithful servant. And he'll say, come, enter into the master's rest. This heaven awaits us. Eternity awaits us. He's a good God who rewards us. Why don't we just close our eyes and pray? Dear Lord, I pray, Lord, that this morning, Lord, that our hearts, Lord, would be stirred in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we continue to open up our eyes and ears. Lord, you would shift our perspective to eternity. Lord, they would not just be caught up with the 70, 80 years here, but would look to the future. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the gifts, for the talents, for the purpose that you've placed within each one of us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would use them. We would not sit on them. Lord, we would not miss it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for anybody here in this room this morning 